0: I faded it no it's actually 30 seconds 30 seconds 30 seconds and I faded it out so it didn't have an abrupt end hey just wanted to take a minute and welcome everybody that's online uh just so happy that you came hung out with us this morning and happy that you guys are here as well with us this morning um so fun when when we're all together in the house of the Lord amen amen all right awesome awesome so um that's what we got going i just wanted to 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 clarify something that pastor annette said um pastor harry doesn't make the balloons we buy the balloons he makes animals out of the balloons (laughs) and the figures just wanted to clarify that if anybody else's brain goes like mine well wait a minute he's not making the balloons just throwing that out there just because i can she has to live with me. Yes. So anyway, let's, let, enough of that. Let's get into the message this morning. So um, you know, I talk a lot about my life because it's my life and you can't argue with that, you know, but, um, but throughout all my life, I've, I've done a lot in my life and I've worked full time in, in the workplace, just meaning, you know, outside of ministry. And I've worked full time in in the ministry, and I've worked a combination of both. I mean, I've I've kind of done the gamut of everything. Um, but when I was full time in in the workplace, I, I actually had some very amazing bosses. They were just amazing men, and 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 strangely enough, a couple of them, you know, they they weren't believers. They they. But they were amazing people, do you know what I mean? You can be a great person too you know and i and I really liked these guys and most of the time wherever i worked i was i was um I was always in a company, and it seemed like my direct report you know the person that I had to directly report to was was um and the owner of the company, almost every place that I've worked, it's been the owner of the company. So one of these amazing bosses was a guy that, that was named Mike, and it was during my time when I was working in the city of Chicago, and uh, Mike was so cool. This guy was was so awesome, and this guy was like extremely generous person, but he was actually extremely generous to me personally, and uh, do you remember, do you remember in, in, it was like 2004 when the gas prices went over $4 a gallon? Do you remember that? I don't, Did it happen here in this area? That was over four, okay well in chicago you can imagine all right you know what i'm saying like it was super expensive and and uh i worked and i worked in the city of chicago but i lived in kenosha wisconsin because we could not afford to live near chicago or or especially on the north side because that's where like the bulls players and the baseball players live was on the north northern suburbs of chicago and that's so we could not afford that and um um, so I drove about about 55 miles uh, each way every day, and the commute time—that's a whole nother story in all itself. But but this vehicle that I I, I I had was a GMC cargo van, all right. And driving 55 miles one way in a GMC cargo van, it took a substantial amount of gas. Can't you imagine that, right? A lot of gas. And, um, and, and as we can imagine, these vehicles, they weren't known for their fuel economy. You know, they are not like a, a Prius, which is a side note. Does anybody own a Prius in here? Good. You ever notice the traffic backup <laughs> on the freeways are always due to a Prius? <laughs> I'm serious. Have you ever noticed that? It's like you're, and you finally get the opportunity to pass, and you're like, Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it, you know. Anyway, that's just a side note. Anyways, this was not a Prius, if you hear what I'm saying. So, uh, but with the with and with these gas prices at that at, at that cost, it, it was take it was costing about $180 a week that I was putting into this vehicle. That's. That's a lot of money, $180 a week. And so I told Annette, I said, we have, to, we have to figure something out here because I can't, we, we just don't, we just simply can't afford this. So I said, you know, I, I guess the only option really is for me to take a part-time job at Menards that was just down the street just, just to offset some of this fuel budget, you know? It was just, it was just getting too much and we didn't, know, we didn't know what else to do, but we certainly knew that, hey, something has to be done. We have to have this money. I'm not going to start putting gas on credit card. So, so, and during this time, I don't know if you remember during this time, remember the housing costs? Okay, They were giving loans for housing that was way more than they were worth. Do we remember this? So w- not only was I putting a lot of money in my gas tank, but our, our mortgage, we had just purchased this house in 2004, right? So th- our housing, our, our mortgage was sky high too, and we had two kids that we were paying for, for uh, private school. So, so cash was stinking tight I'm just telling you it was just so tight so so I uh, um, I, I decided you know this is what we're going to do so I, I went into Mike's office on a Monday morning and I told him what what, what our what my plans were and 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 I and I didn't want to, I felt I had to tell him that I was taking another job. I just didn't want him finding out and then thinking, hey, you know what, if you're going to work someplace else, I don't want you working here, and I didn't want that to happen. So anyway, so, so I decided to tell him, and, 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 he's, and, and, I, and I told him all the plans, and he just simply, he said, no. He said, no, you're not going to do that. I don't want you to do that, and I'm like, Mike, I have to do this I have no choice here Mike I have to do that and then what he told me was was something that I absolutely uh, did not expect at all he goes he goes he says Bob use that I had a company credit card and it was in my name and the company name and he says use that credit card and put all the gas for your vehicle on that credit card and 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 he said and even if you use it personally He said whenever you put gas in that thing whenever it needs gas you put it on the company credit card and i'm like i'm like mike i can't i i can't do that because i said number one i just don't feel right and and number two it's not fair to the other guys because everybody else had similar vehicles right they had all these cargo vans loaded with tools and i'm like no i i I just don't want to do that mike and he goes he said this is my company and I will decide where I spend my money. And I'm like, okay. I said, okay, Mike, you have a deal. And I personally, I mean, I couldn't hardly believe his generosity in this. How generous can you be to put this? I mean, think about it. It was like, it was like giving an $800 a month raise. Okay, not to mention, if we actually took the vehicle to Michigan because I had to pick up some stuff, he paid for all this gas, right? It was just unbelievable. And, and I don't, I'll, I'll be honest, because I'm always, am transparent, right? I don't, I don't remember if, even if I prayed for this, or even if I did pray for this, I don't remember what I prayed for this circumstance that we, for, that, that we were facing at that point. But I do know that, that one thing Annette and I have always done is we have always faithfully tithed. The church. We've always faithfully tithed, and I believe when you do this, God blesses you for your obedience when you tithe. So that was my thought. Why? Why all this happened? And see, and and, and Mike, with Mike, this wasn't the only time that he was that generous to me. Um, one time, my my van got broken into, and all now all my. This was a construction company, and I had a pack full of tools, and they were personal tools everything got stolen. All my tools got stolen out of this van. And um, uh, it was, if we know the cost of tools, it was several thousand dollars worth of tools. And Mike, being the generous guy that he is, he said, you know, hey, here's what you do. Just take whatever you need um, to replace. And I'm like, Mike, it's everything. And um, he said, you just take that and put it on your company card, and I'll deduct a little bit, every, every paycheck from this, and you know, it takes whatever it takes. Well, just, I don't even know if we maybe did a month. It wasn't very much. He said, you know what? He said, uh, um, as a bonus for you, I'm forgiving this debt. I'm forgiving this debt. That's how generous Mike was. And it doesn't, and and I can continue on with saying all the lunches that he paid for, and all these little things that he did for me personally was just, just unbelievable. But in these two big cases, um, uh, Mike did not have to do anything for me. He didn't have to. There was no requirements. There was nothing that he said. I wasn't going to leave. I wasn't going to do anything different. But, but he showed his generosity above and beyond what I thought personally was even necessary. I didn't think it was necessary, and this guy was not, was not, let me tell you, the huggy feeling, I show my emotions type of guy. This was not Mike at all, but I think because, because um, he liked me or whatever, was, I was doing a good job, whatever the case was, it was his way, it was his personal way to bless us, and that was through his generosity. And in, the, in, in our series, this, uh, uh, Pastor Annette didn't know last week when she said we weren't. This is the last week of our new you series as she announced last week. That was the end, but there was actually one more. And to close out this series to be that new you is let's be generous. Let's be generous. And it doesn't have to only be with money, but let's be generous. Generous. Every, each and every one of us is called by God to, to, to love others. To love God and to love others. That's what we all have that same calling. It doesn't matter who you are. We all have that same calling. And one way we can express this love is by showing our generosity to everybody. Even people we don't like people. Do you know what I'm saying? Even to people that we don't like. But But see, what happens is too many of us, and, and, and you know, sometimes my head goes there too. When we think of the word being generous, we automatically think of money. How, you guys said it before me. We automatically think of money. And yeah, I know that being, that being generous, that's all, all part of the big puzzle, right? But, but we don't have to have big piles of money to be generous. Money's only a small part of this. I mean, to be generous isn't always, give, isn't always about the amount that you're giving, okay? That's not being generous. What really be gen- being generous is, it's, it's your willingness to give. It's your willingness to give. And generosity, it doesn't start with just, okay, I'm going to pull out my checkbook and I'm going to write a check. It starts with having a giving heart, a heart for God and a connection to God. And having a connection to God. And we need that connection to God as we heard in, I think it was, the second, ser- the second message of the New Youth series. Um, and generosity, it, it doesn't just bless people. It just doesn't bless people. It, you know what, when, when you're generous, you know who it really affects? You. You. It gives you that fuzzy warm feeling, doesn't it, when you give something? It does to me anyway. I love to give things away. I, just, I, I love it. And being generous, and this generosity, um, if, if we take scripture, it was really amazing to see what what this generosity did to Elijah. This woman, this woman who lived in in Zarephath. Okay, so there's this woman that lives in Zarephath, and 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 let me just explain something. This 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 story, be, this beginning of this Bible story, is is about Elijah and and this woman. All right. So it this was during the time where. Um, where Elijah actually had prayed. He prayed for a drought and he prayed for no rain, he prayed for no dew, he prayed for nothing because of of the people that um were disobeying God. There was just there was no love for God anywhere. And 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 this is turned to Jezebel and she she Kills most of all the prophets. And, and Elijah's is struggling and he prays for no rain. I don't want any rain at all. So it was a terrible, terrible time. And he's saying, you know what? I'm going to do this because no matter what your God Baal does, no matter what he's going to do, he is not powerful enough to, 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 do, to bring this rain or to bring this dew because I prayed against it from the one true God, our God, the one true God. That's why Elijah was doing this. So, so God provided Elijah. He said, "Well, how is Elijah even living if there's no way? Well, well, God provided through through the ravens. He brought the ravens brought brought Elijah bread in the morning and meat at night. And Elijah drank out of this nearby brook or this little creek, this river, whatever we want to call it. Right. We're gonna pick up the story there from Scripture. All right. So, um, and for why am I winded? I shouldn't be winded. Anyway, saw like a net last week. <laughs> um, okay, so we'll pick up the story in 1 Kings 17. We'll start in verse 7. Sometime later, the brook dried up, this brook that he's hanging by, dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him. He said, go to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I have directed a widow there to supply you with food. So he went to Zarephath and when he got, came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? And as she was going to get it, he called and said, and bring me, please. A piece of bread. As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I am gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. Elijah said to her, don't be afraid, go home and do as you have said, but first make a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me, and then make something for yourself and your son. So, so, so God's telling Elijah, he says, hey, go to this little town of Zarephath, and this widow of all people is going to take care of you. And back in the day, if you said a widow was gonna take care, you know what widows were known for? Being extremely poor, like poverty. If you would, widow equals poverty. That's what it would have been in in the day. And I'm thinking that Elijah may have thought, hey, you know what? I'll be better off to stay by this river than to go see a, a, a widow, right? A poor widow. But Elijah's a man of God, he listens to God, and he gets there, of course he sees this woman gathering firewood for herself. And he went up and he said, hey, could you get me some water, please? And, and, and Elijah, Elijah asked this out of faith. And he did this out of faith because common sense and the circumstance he was in was most likely telling him that, hey, you know what, this widow is not going to be generous to just some Jewish stranger coming by. This doesn't happen, and she's poor. But because of Elijah's great faith, he went ahead and asked this woman, woman anyway. And just and and just as she goes and she says, sure, I'll go get you some water. And as she goes to get some water, he yells her, Hey, woman, bring me some bread. Picture this in your mind, all right? Just picture this in your mind. And I mean I'd imagine I I know like I I picture then Annette doing this and she go, Wait a minute, dude. I don't have any bread all i got is a, a quarter cup of flour and a little smidge or a splash of olive oil and you want me to give it to you come on man no way can you picture her dude you had no clue what i was getting wood because this is my last meal think about what's going through her mind and 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 then elijah's like okay lady <laughs> chill Chill out, I get what you're saying, but don't worry, make me some bread first and then make some for you and your son. See, this woman, she did not have any money. She didn't have any money. She barely had anything at all, but what she did have was a little bit of flour and a little bit of oil. That's what she had. And here's, here's this cool part of this story is, is God chose just a simple woman nobody special just a simple woman and he chose her for more than just a miracle but he 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 chose her for her service of generosity then Elijah tells her he will we'll go on in chapter in verse 14 for this is what the what, <laughs> for this is what the Lord the God says of the God of Israel says, boy, I'm glad you guys can see it because it is not what I'm reading. Anyway, the jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. She went away and did it as, as Elijah had told her. So there was food every day, every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family for the jar of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry in keeping with the word of the lord spoken by Elijah. hi corey god wanted her god wanted this woman god wanted her to put away her fear and replace that fear with trust and faith in Him. And that's exactly what this woman did. She was willingly, she willingly gave all she had because of the trust and the promise that she had in God. And the result, what was the result? The result of her attitude from last week, the result of her attitude and her connection with God from week two And her generosity with this week, God met all of her needs. All of her, not some, all her needs he met. Generosity is so much more than giving what you have. Can I say that again? Generosity is so much more than giving what you have. It's giving what you feel you don't have to give that's what generosity is i don't have it to give give it i just jumped give it think about it it can and this is just not money okay this is not money so i don't want you to be oh pastor Bob is speaking about money no people i've been here almost a year and this is the first message even close okay So that's not it, it's about generosity in your heart. And there's so many other things to be generous with. Be generous with your love. Be generous with your love for others. Everyone has the desire to be loved and everyone needs to be loved. Be generous, pay attention around you. And you don't have to love somebody by saying, it's some stranger saying, oh, I love you, no. Be kind. Show the love of Jesus to them. How about time? Be generous with your time. It seems like these days, time is the most premium thing for anything, doesn't it? Can you do No, I don't have time. Can you? No, I'm sorry, I don't have No, I'm too busy. Right? It seems that's what you happen. It's all, all the time. Let's take the opportunity to spend time with those we love and let's take the opportunity to spend it with the time with those who are in need of it instead of binge-watching NCIS on Netflix. Are you too busy for that? This is real, people. This is real, people. Let's be generous with our talents. Every week we come up here begging for musicians. If you have a talent, help us out, help us out. It seems like we all have these talents, we all have certain abilities that we just, that we only use when they are gonna benefit us, yourself. Oh, I'm not gonna do that, that's too much time, and there's no benefit in it for me. How many have heard that? Oh, what's the benefit, what's in it for me? Right, your talents. Let's use the abilities that God gave us to bless others in whatever need that they need, whatever it is that you have to give. Let's be generous with our talents. Our generosity can be given in so many more ways, and these are just a few. These are just a few basic that you would hear most preachers preach about. See, the apostle Paul he wrote he wrote this this letter to the Corinthian believers um, about how God wants us to give. All of us, how he wants all of us to give. And chapter 9 of 2 Corinthians starts out about, about the generosity of the Corinthian believers and how they were so willing to give. And Paul was writing them. Um, as, a, as like a, a, a premeditated letter, so when he got there, he wanted the collection of whatever, all the money and all the gifts and whatever they were collecting, he wanted that done before he got there, and he wanted that finished and completed, so then people wouldn't manipulate the, the situation and the circumstance to say, oh, they're just giving because it's Paul. No, they had given before he even got there because they were willing to give. And the letter goes on to say we'll pick up we'll pick up in verse 5 he says finishing the letter so I thought it necessary to urge the brothers to visit you in advance and finish the arrangements for the generous gifts you had promised. Then it will be ready as then it will be ready as a generous gift, not one grudgingly given, okay? How many people know that when 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 you give something because you want to, to some random, and then somebody with some influence comes, you're like, I, I'm only doing it because it's you. That's giving grudgingly, okay? That's giving a grudgingly. Remember, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously, Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. For God loves a cheerful giver. (laughs) That was sad. Okay. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things and at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Paul, Paul's concern that, that giving is, was a matter of generosity of what? Of the heart. It's in the heart. Not out of a matter of obligation because I have to. Our giving should be generous if we want to be rewarded generously. That's what he's saying here. He gives the example of, of, of a farmer of whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly. Now I'll be the first one to stand up here and say I am NOT an expert in farming. I don't know a whole lot about farming. I was in a combine one time with Wayne. That's my experience farming, okay? For like an hour in the afternoon, picking up beans, okay? That's my, but what I do know, but what I do know is if a farmer only plants a few seeds because he wants to hold on to all the rest that he has of those seeds, at the end of harvest, he may have more seeds than the other farmer, but he certainly doesn't have any grain or have anything else, right? He held onto it. His barn may be filled, filled with seeds, but that's it. But the farmer who planted all the seeds that he had at the end of harvest is gonna have more beans, more corn, more sunflowers or whatever it is that you've been planting. And I just use those because that's what I know the farmers here plant. <laughs> joel in south dakota lots of sunflowers and i know this so there you made the video joel (laughs) but when you planted he's gonna that farmer's gonna have his storage bins his grain bins thrilled right because he planted and you can say and you can say in many days we have to give to receive. Have we heard that? How about it costs money to make money. And we can say this however we want. But what do we gain when we're generous and give? What do we gain? Farmer's going to gain more grain, right? But we gain blessings from God. God blesses us, and sometimes he blesses us material, with material things, and sometimes he blesses us spiritually. For, for our material blessings, we can trust that God's going to provide a person with a generous heart. Scripture says that God shall supply all our needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. When we give with the right motives, what week was that? Four? Five? Three? When we give with the right motives, God's going to give back to us. It's just that easy. And for the spiritual blessings that we we get from God, He's going to reward those with a giving heart of what? Hope. He's going to reward us with hope. He's going to reward us with eternity. Jesus said that everyone who gives something for his sake will, will receive a hundred times more and will inherit eternal life. He's saying, you know what? I'll tell you what. You give, you're never going to be losers. You're never going to be losers when you give to God. That's what he's saying. But, won't we, but we have to give with that. With that cheerful heart. We have to want to. But the truth is is that so many people give, isn't cheering, cheerful to them. Oh, I gotta write this tithe check or I gotta go I I, I gotta go greet at the church or I have to sing on the worship team. You know, you get the have to. What happened to I get to? What happened to, I get to. So we don't feel like we're giving or we're, or we're doing anything out of an obligation. I mean, look at, let's just take this example out of scripture. Look what happened to Ananias and Sapphira in Acts 5, right? They gave for the wrong reasons. And as they knocked on the door at separate occasions, God took them right there. They gave for the wrong reasons and they died right where they stood and I'll tell you in, in my many years of ministries I have been part of churches uh, uh, where people have given out of, of their wealth they were wealthy they just give what they have plenty because it's easy for them and it fits into their schedule I don't want to do that I'm just gonna dump a bunch of money on it and everything will be good it doesn't cost them anything because they're giving out of their abundance. The problem happens is that's great. And, and yes, as a church, we need that. I'm not going to be that naive. Yes, we do need that. But we also need boots on the ground. We also need boots on the ground. We, we need people to serve. And when these people all just give out of their wealth, we can't find anyone to serve. I mean, in my experience, it's hard to get people to be generous with their time because, because time costs them something. You know what? Time is something that once spent, you can't get back. I can't get back that moment right there. It won't happen again. Time can't, you can't get that back. And there's been times in ministry so many times where I've had to tap people on the shoulder and say, hey, hey, I I need you to help us out. But unfortunately, in that instance, most most who do serve in that instance are doing it out of obligation and, and with the wrong motive. And they're doing it only because pastor asked me. Now I have to. And I'll tell you what, I do not want Rock River Church to be that church. I don't want that. I want us to be this generous church in all ways, especially out in the community. I want us to be a generous church. In our time here, I'll tell you what, we have experienced this. We are a generous church. We are, a gender, you out there, are. I don't know if everybody um, is aware and, I, and, and I'm glad I wrote this in here because I found out last night, not everybody is aware, but when I moved here, when Annette and I first moved here, I was working a, a full-time job, full-time job plus, okay, hours, and I was pastoring this church But because of your generosity of this church, I can tell you right now, and I wasn't going to do this, and then I battled back and forth. But this was a perfect example, so so that's why I'm saying it. But as of February 1st, just just the the beginning of this past week, I'm actually, um, we're actually the first full time full-time, where we don't have to work outside the home, where I'm not working outside the ministry anymore of this church. Ever! <laughs> Ever! And I and I wanted to make sure that I was correct on saying that, so I did make a couple phone calls, and I even checked with the district. Ever! That can't happen without you. It can't happen. I mean, I mean, we have to add on to the parking lot. We're adding on to the south side of the parking lot. We're soon we're going to be working on a kid space in that gathering space, a new kid space. And I don't want it to stop there. Those are things that are going to happen like soon. They're already ready to go. But I don't want to stop there because we, 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 have lots of work to do. We're at the threshold of many weeks having to add on to this place because we don't have room. We'll soon, we're soon approaching a time where we're gonna have to add staff. And all of us together, we, all of us together can accomplish all this just simply by being generous. And it doesn't necessarily mean your money, so don't go there. Yeah, we need resources, but we need your time. We need your talents, and we need your service. I mean, we need your service in the nursery, at the greeter, coffee cart, ushers, worship, worship, and right now, construction. (laughs) How's that? And it doesn't have to overwhelm you because Jesus taught that even the smallest of gifts, if given with the right heart, with the right heart, would not go and will not go without reward. So not only do, do I want the Lord to, uh, here's what I want the Lord to say of Rock River Community Church, and I want the community to say and recognize us as, as a generous church is just that. I want to be known as a generous church. And we already are in the community. It's amazing. My challenge to you as we wrap up this this new you series, the challenge to you is, is continue to make your connections with God. Continue that. Build your relationship with God and with other people. And do everything with the right motive and with a pure heart. Do everything with a great and positive attitude and start living a life of gratitude and be thankful for what you have. Be thankful for what you've been given. Be generous with your time. Personally, I'm passionate about giving and being generous. Now, in my careers, I, as a minister, it's more about giving time than money. <laughs> but, but it's what I've built, it's what we've built our whole lives around. And we've seen blessings in our own lives and I'm sure that there's been blessings in your life that you can testify to by being generous. please know that I don't want you to have the wrong idea or the wrong message this morning. I'm saying that that we give out obedience to God. That's my message. We give out of obedience to God and love for God. Be generous. And as a result of doing this, do you know what? The result of it so we will all be rich. We will all be rich. Pastor Nett's going to come up and close in prayer.